Well, time to get into the Word of God, and as you all know, we've been doing the series. If you don't know that by now, 18 weeks, we've been talking about Church Powerful, and uh, I've explained many times why God's put this subject on my heart, told me to teach it thoroughly, and uh, today we're going to probably end this series, amen? And so far, We've been talking about how to make way for more, the anointing, the power of God to operate in and through you. And uh, we've looked at eight things, particularly quickly. Number one, develop your love for God above all things. Number two, develop your love for people. Number three, eat at his table. Number four, walk in the fear of the Lord. Number five, feed on the word of God. Number six, spend time in his presence. Number seven, exercise your faith. Number eight, which we finished last week, walk in forgiveness. And today, we're going to do the last one, which is get into the river of his anointing often. Get into the river of his anointing often. Now, impartation is very important when it comes to the anointing or manifest power of God in our lives. That impartation comes from the Lord. Amen. Sometimes he uses vessels. Now, in, in the times before the lockdown, we were able to meet at, 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 as, as a church every Sunday where everybody was here. Very often, the rivers of anointing began to flow. And then we would lay hands on people and people would get into the river, particularly in times of worship and, and praise and so on. And there was an impartation. That impartation, whether we lay hands on you or whether we don't, that impartation comes from the Lord. Amen. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And you and I, if we are to flow in greater anointings, we need to receive those impartations in our lives often. Often. Amen. So when we recognize the flow of the Spirit, and this can happen now in this time of lockdown where we, are, we, we, we sometimes have only a few people in church, most of the congregation is sitting at home, but right there in your home, the anointing of God can flood your place. It can come into your home if you just make room for it, if you open your hearts to it. You know, as I'm ministering this, uh, this particular message today, I'm reminded of a number of years ago where there was a massive revival that took place in the U.S. There was a young man by the name of Ryan Wyatt. And he, 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 God had called him to flow in the anointing, flow in the power of God, and, and he had gathered some of his, of his uh, people who work with him in his ministry in, in his, in his uh, lounge. And I remember him sharing this testimony. He said they were waiting on the Lord, just like the disciples were waiting on the Lord in the upper room, the early church. And they were praying before discussing matters of their ministry. And he said a cloud came into the room, a physical cloud. And it began to rain, quote-unquote. In other words, they got wet in that lounge where they gathered. Remember when the disciples were gathered in the upper room waiting for the promise, the Spirit of God came into that room. And tongues of fire appeared on each one of them. If God would do it for them at the time, why won't he do it for you? You see, we got these mindsets that this can't happen in my house because we're not used to it. We've been groomed that when we go to church, things like this happen 
in the building, in the church. But let me tell you, one of the times, some, not one, many of the times when I received deep anointings were when I went on a Saturday morning and sat next to the river. Many years ago, I used to do this regularly every month. Sat next to the river with a cup of coffee, some sandwiches, my Bible, and just waited on the Lord. And I came home after four or five hours. I used to leave at eight in the morning, come back at about lunchtime. I was filled with the anointing and with the power of God. You see, the God is not, doesn't depend on a building. He doesn't depend on any of this. He just wants an open heart. And so if you want more of the power of God, you want more of the anointing to flow in and through you, you've got to get filled. That impartation comes from the throne of grace. And it can happen right there in your home, right there in your personal time with the Lord, which I would encourage you, you need to have this personal time with God every day. Get into his presence. Let him fill you. Call on the Holy Spirit to fill you like the disciples were doing in the upper room. They were receiving, they were preparing themselves. For days they stayed there. All they did was pray, basically, and waited upon the Lord. And the Bible says, and suddenly, you see, that suddenly means in God's timing. Suddenly, the room was filled, the whole place was shaken. And the presence of God just filled them. Power, the anointing was released in them. So that they could do the work of a ministry. When we're talking of church powerful, we are talking of going out there in the power of God. Helping people who are suffering from fear, depression, all these horrible things that come against them. People who have contracted COVID. You don't need to be physically with them. You can pick up your phone. I prayed for someone this week. Called me. He said, I'm having chest pains. For, I asked him how long. He said, a couple of weeks now. Two weeks as far as I remember. He said, been to the doctor and it's not going away. And right there on the phone, I prayed for this person. The next day, I sent them a message and I said, How was your night? He couldn't sleep. He was struggling. He said, It's all gone, disappeared, vanished, perfect up to now. That's what God wants. You don't need to go to the person who's got COVID, but you can fund them, you can pray for them, you can believe God for that anointing. Amen. But for that to happen in your life and through your life, you need that impartation of grace. That impartation that comes from the throne of grace. Amen. And for that to happen, you need to get into the river of the anointing often. And do that in your personal quiet time. Amen. Time of worship. It's a sovereign work of God. Do you know that you and I can do nothing to get the power. Nothing. Jesus said to the disciples, go and wait. Don't go into ministry. I'm going to the Father. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Go and wait for him. Don't do anything. Just close yourself up somewhere and wait. Because you'll be useless. 
powerless in your ministry unless the Spirit of God comes upon you and empowers you. You shall receive power when the Spirit of God comes upon you. That's an impartation. And that comes when you wait upon the Lord, when you get into his river and you seek God with all your heart. There is an impartation of anointing that takes place and it comes straight from the throne of God. And it's a sovereign work of God in our lives. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You can't go and study for it at varsity. No. You just need to open your heart and say, Lord, I want more. Fill me. Be continuously filled with a spirit. Impart that anointing to me. Lord, let me show me how to get into the river. How to get into the river of that anointing. Hallelujah. You see, it's the act of surrender on our part that opens the door to the Lord to come in and impart something of him into us. Do you know when God, when you receive, when, when you feel that anointing and sometimes it translates into, into fire. I've experienced that many times. Sometimes it translates into joy. You just want to laugh and you don't know why. Sometimes it translates into a peace that passes all understanding. We don't know which form. But whatever it is, it's God imparting himself to you and I. Church, do you have any idea what a privilege this is? And God imparts himself to me. Wow. He wants to do that for you. So that you can be useful to Jesus. You see, you can't flow in the ministry of Jesus, which is setting captives free, basically. All kinds of bondages that the devil puts on them. You can't flow in that without that impartation of anointing. So we need to surrender. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come into him. Revelations chapter 3 verse 20. He's waiting for you and I to open our hearts. To say, Lord, I want more of that anointing. You need to get hungry. Thirsty. He who thirsts, let him come to me. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. What is Jesus saying? That next, the next verse of our scripture says he was speaking of a spirit. That was not yet given. But now the spirit is given. And every believer has access to the anointing and the power. Well, we need to get into that river. We need to ask the Spirit of God to help us. Jesus is knocking. We have to open the door. It's his job to knock. It's our job to open our hearts. Amen. We've got to make way for him to come in. And when we get into the river of his anointing, we have an expectation to receive. We then open the door and he's able to come in and impart what is necessary into our lives. I want to ask you this question. How hungry are you for the anointing? You know, it's more comfortable to just play church. Much more comfortable. But how hungry are you for the anointing? How thirsty are you for the river to flow in and through you? 
I love this one scripture, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says, but, now listen carefully, but, when you see but, just know that there was something that was said before, but what's going to be said now is crucially important. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength, their power, their anointing. They will mount up with wings like eagles. So I said to you a couple of weeks ago, this is not talking about flying in the air. No, it's talking about the spiritual mounting, growing in the spirit, rising in the spirit, ascending in the spirit, in the anointing and the power of God. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. It's not, this is not talking about the physical, although I do believe if you wait upon the Lord, your body will also be strengthened. Moses was like this. He spent huge time in the presence, in the tent of meeting. Bible says he was 120. His strength had not abated. Nor his eyes gone dim. So there is an impartation in the physical. But what this is talking about primarily is your power, you growing in the power and the anointing of God. So that you can be more and more effective in the supernatural work of God that is so needed in this world. That's the work of a church. The work of a church is to display the supernatural power of God and help people get set free. I want to encourage you in this time and season to make, I said that right at the outset of this series, make more time than you've ever done before to pray and to seek the face of God. God promised in his words, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Hallelujah. You'll find his anointing. You'll find his power. You'll find the river. You'll find the fire. You'll find the rain. You'll find the peace. You'll find the joy. You'll find the healing. You'll find the provision. You'll find the abundance. When you make time for God, and seek him with all your heart. Come on church. Because God is seeking those. He's watching for you. And when he sees that open heart. He imparts himself to you. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. You see getting into the river. Really what that means. Is to become open. To being filled with God himself, particularly in the person of the Holy Spirit. That is truly what it means. You see, the river of God is always a manifestation of the Holy Spirit who flows in different ways as he chooses. There could be someone, like happened to me last week, the person phoned me, I got chest pains. They needed to be set free. He went to the doctors, doctors couldn't do much for him. But God's power healed him. So the Spirit will use you for different things. It could be someone who is in dire need of finances. And you pray for them. And the anointing comes through your prayer. And that bondage broken on their lives. There's so many facets to this. But every one of those facets requires the presence, the anointing, in order to see results. Amen. Now, why is it so important to get into the river? 
It's because the more you get into the river, the more you, f- you get filled with the Holy Spirit, the more you will overflow. Picture a glass of water that's on this table. Until it's filled, it can never overflow. So that water that's in there can never touch the surrounding areas until that glass is filled to the brim and more water is put in. Then the overflow of the water will wet the surrounding areas. And many years ago, I had an encounter with the Lord. It's the only time where I had a visitation. And, and the Lord clearly said this to me. He said, it's the overflow that touches the lives of people. So if we ourselves are not filled, how can we overflow? You can't overflow this glass of water until it's full to the brim. Then as you pour more of the water, who is the water of life? The Holy Spirit. More of the water in there. Guess what? It overflows. You want to flow the gifts of the Holy Spirit? That's the power of God manifest, by the way. That's what the gifts are. You want to do that? Then you need to overflow. So you need to get into the river often. The book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18 says this. It says, therefore, do not be foolish. Paul writing to the church. Don't be foolish. Don't be stupid. But understand what the Lord's will is. Stop getting drunk with wine. He's going to the church, by the way. Which leads to wild living. But keep on being filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, I don't have time. In your own time, you can read the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47. Where Ezekiel had a vision of a river flowing from the sanctuary of God. That's what we're talking about. And he went in ankle deep and then nothing happened. Then he went in knee deep and, and the voice said, go, go further, go waist deep. And then eventually swam. And that scripture says that river, wherever it went, it brought the zoe of God, the life of God, the power of God. Wherever it went, it made the stagnant water fresh. Wow. That's what God wants to you to use you and me with. I want to leave you with that scripture. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So immerse yourself in the river of God. Take every opportunity to ask the Spirit of God to immerse you. That's what the word baptizing means. Baptism, sorry. Baptism, it means immersion in. So as we end this series, I want to just recap the eight things we've been talking about. Sorry, I, I won't do that. At first, I'm going to give you the first eight things we spoke about which would prevent the anointing from flowing in its fullness in your life. The first one was, if you remember in the series, first one was unbelief. 
The second one was sin and carnality. If you nurture these things in your life, you won't see the power and the anointing. The third one was ignorance of what the word says. The, the next one was religiosity. That's number four. Number five, compromise. Number six, lukewarmness. Number seven, the love of worldly pleasure. Number eight, little time for God. These eight things will prevent the fullness of the anointing to flow in and through you. Then, how do we become spiritually more powerful? The nine things we've spoken about in the past ten weeks or so. Develop your love for God. Develop your love for people. Number two, number three, eat at His table. Number four, fear the Lord. Number five, feed on the Word of God. Number six, spend time in His presence. Number seven, exercise your faith. Number eight, walk in forgiveness. And number nine, what we did today, get into the river of His anointing often. Well, church, I hope this series has blessed you. This has been more of a teaching over 17 weeks or 18 weeks. The content is quite detailed. But I believe that you've received an impartation of understanding, revelation of a word and of truth when it comes to this. Go back onto it. It's all available on our YouTube channel. All the messages are there. Just go back to victory.org.za slash messages. You'll pick up all these messages there. Refresh yourself. Make notes. And ask the Spirit of God to help you receive what you need to receive. So that you can become powerful for God. Amen. And amen. Well, perhaps you've been watching this program today and this message and you say, uh, uh, Pastor Michel, I, I want Jesus in my life. I've never received Jesus. You see, it all, it all begins there. It begins with bringing Jesus into your heart. I'd like to just pray for you right now to bring Jesus into your life. So if that's you right now, just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. You said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I will come in to him and sup with him and he with me. I open my heart to you today, Lord Jesus. I receive you in my heart as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive my past and to make me a new creation. I want to start a new journey with you. Come and lead me and guide me. I want to know you, Lord Jesus. I want to know your ways. And I receive you now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer from your heart, the Lord Jesus will come in, has come in. And from today, you're going to be a different person. Please, if you're watching on the live stream, just click the chat button there or send us a message or click the chat uh, button that says, I'm a new believer. Send us a, a message on, on the chat. We want to connect with you. Tell us who you are, your phone number, so that we can call you and uh, help you take your first steps in your walk with Jesus. Amen. Thank you for having the courage to bring Jesus into your life. There's nothing better that you could do in this world. Amen.